Okay. So, you know, this uh, Shabbos, I was, in, I was in Williamsburg, and as I'm walking, you know, by the different Stiebloch and things, I see a lot of signs about, you know, Shavim, and, you know, Kila's getting together for Shavim, Tehillim, different Zach, and so, you know, we also get together for Shavim in a little bit of a different way. That's what we started last week to uh, begin our, our way of Avaida in Shavim. And so what we, what we established was the following idea. Let's just, I'm just going to be just sort of to sum up a little bit what we said last week and then to take it to the next level. So what we said last week was as follows. This is what we established last week. That the Tachlis Habriya, what the Rabbani Shalom wants us all to experience is Shema Yisrael Hashem Okinah Shem Echad. That's what the wants us to experience. The oneness of God, the unimaginable, unknowable, singularity that is the Rabbani Shalom. But here's the problem. The problem is, and, that, and by the way, and then we explain that's all summed up by the letter Aleph, which is the beginning of Aser Sedibris, Anoich Yeshem Alekacha. That's the Aleph. That's what Rabbani Shalom wants us to feel, wants us to experience. Anoich Yeshem Alekacha, I am Hashem, your God, the Rabbani Shalom himself, who's absolutely one, Shema Yisrael Shem Echad. The problem is, and it's a problem the Rabbani Shalom himself made, so he can't, you know, he has no one else to blame, but the, the, the Rabbani Shalom made the world, the letter Beis, which means that he wants us to experience Aleph, but the reality is, is that every single thing in creation, including each and every one of us, is made of two parts, which is a tzad zachar, a masculine side, and a tzad nekev, a feminine side. And so you have this disconnect. It's impossible for a creature that is a duality, that is comprised of two opposite parts, you know, not on the same page with each other, to experience a oneness. Aleph is not a shidduch with base, it just doesn't work. So therefore, and, 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 we, and, we, and we explain that this is metaphorically speaking the, the symbolism of the duality of creation and the disconnect between that duality is described by that famous story of Chazal, the Medrash, between the sun and the moon, right? That you have the sun and the moon, the, the sun is big, it's a Mar HaGadol, and then you have the Mar HaKadon, the, the moon, which is not only different than the sun and not on the same page as the sun, but Mamish diminished it's all the way down, down, her feet descend to death. And that disconnect between the sun and the moon corresponds and is reflective of the disconnect between each and every one of us, between our tzad zacher and our tzad nekeva. And as long as there's such a disconnect and we are walking around in two pieces, and one piece is like this, one piece is like that, the zacher is like this and the nekeva is uh, together different, so that's impossible for us to receive the aleph of Hashem. And we explain that the, that, that therefore what a person has to go through in life is to what's described by the Mekubolim as Binyan HaMalchus. The word Malchus we saw last time from Narizal is a code word for Nekeva. So Malchus, Nekeva, again, without going in, maybe, maybe today we'll see a little bit more why, but, you know, just Malchus equals Nekeva. And so by the Mekubolim, the Avodah Hashem of a person in order to allow yourself to experience Shema Yisrael Hashem Kine Hashem Echad, is binin hamalchus is building up your tzad nekeva from a fallen state like the moon, all the way to a level of where shnei malachim mishtamshem bekezerachad, where the sun and the moon can literally be the same size, both wearing a singular crown. In other words, that's a description of where the duality of who we are, the zacher nekeva, mm-hmm. is still a duality. We're not turning into olives. We are bays, but at the end of the day, the two sides of who we are are such symmetry and they're such and they parallel each other to such a degree that they could both receive. And they could both become conduits and vessels for the Aleph to come into our lives. And that's the crown, the singular crown that they both share. That's the Aleph, that's the word, the word Aleph is also the letters Pella, which means wonder. 
Wonder is always a symbol, the crown is always a symbol of that which is above you, or that which you cannot conceptually understand. So the two, the, the singular crown that the Zachar gave, the sun and the moon, ultimately share, is a, is a symbol of what it, what's, what's our destiny, which is to stand by Harsinai, Zachar, each and every one of us, our Zachar, our Nekeva, in, 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 in absolute sync. Sharing the same crown. That's the ideal. Now, the, that, that's the, the void of each and every person individually. That's Bechlolos, where the world is heading towards. But a little bit more in between, that was the ending of, of Golos Mitzrayim. So that's what we saw, that Golos Mitzrayim was a process to allow the Jewish people to stand by our Sinai, to hear the words, And so Golos Mitzrayim was a process for the Jewish people to realign their Zohar Nekeva, to build up their Malchus build up their malchus, in order that the zachar and of who they are should be able to be vessels to receive the anayichi Hashem alakecha. That's what we saw, that part of the Yitzit Mitzrayim, throughout the process of Gauls Mitzrayim, Yitzit Mitzrayim, women are very much involved. Whether the Mialdes, Ivriyas, Miriam, making sure Moshe Rabbeinu was born and then making sure he's, he's alive and well. Uh, you know, there's the, you know the, 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 the Indian of Gauls Mitzrayim, and its and and its connection with the with the, the, the gaul of, of let's put it this way the gaul of Mitzrayim comes with the resurfacing of Nekeva. The gaulus Mitzrayim is when Yosef is by himself a man without a Nekeva. and so gaulus Mitzrayim means the Nekeva is is complete is in complete disarray that you don't even see them, and the gaula begins when the Nekeva begins to resurface the mialdes ivria is Miriam and so on where there's a, the, the Nekeva begins to, re, not just to resurface and to become rebuilt, but uh, Mamash become one with the Zachar, to the point of where you have in Parshat B'Shalach, this is Parsha, where you have literally a Pasuk making a point of it, that the men sing a song and the women sing a song. It's a funny thing. Mestam, when it says, Kla Yisrael sang, it probably means men and women. No, but it has to go out of its way to mention, not men sang and women sang, because that's the Tachas of Gulas Mitzrayim, is for men and women for the Tzad Zohar Tzad Nekeva to be Mishtam Shem Bekeser Echad. That's the Gul of Mitzrayim. That's what we saw. That's Bekitzer what we saw. By the way, that's why just a little bit, uh, the, 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 this is something that we sort of go through every single day. Like if you think about it, when we say, when we say Krishma, so Shema Yisrael Hashem Kedashem Echad, that's Anoich Yisrael Kedashem That's us trying to receive the Aleph of Hashem on that, you know, on, this, on a small scale of that particular day. And so what do we then immediately say? Well, Baruch Shein Kvayed Malchus that we have to build up the Malchus of Hashem. And the fact that we say Baruch Shein, which corresponds to the rebuilding of Malchus in order to allow us to experience the Keser Echad of Shema Yisrael Hashem and Hashem Echad, the fact that Baruch Shein is said quietly, that's something that Bez Hashem maybe we'll be able to, to figure out today. Though That was the Yisoyed that we had from last time. And then at the end, what we established going further is, okay, now let's take that model of Zachar Nekeva, where the Nekeva in Golas means fallen all the way to the bottom. And Geula means Zachar Nekeva, Mishtamshim, Bekeser Echa, to allow the Aleph of Hashem into our lives. Now let's begin to translate this in Avadis Hashem practically. That's what we, we did last time. And so we saw from the Zara Kaddish and a number of Marmachimists that every single one, what is our, the Tzad Zachar and Tzad Nekeva, is, the Zara Kaddish uses a language of that within each person, we have a Tzad Zachar, Tzad Nekeva, and what is that? It's koil, voice, and dibur, and the ability to articulate words. Koil and dibur. And so by, you know, sort of reimagining Zachar and Akeva in that context within a person of koil and dibur, so now we have a, a, a framework to begin to work on this Indian of Zachar and Akeva, but in a more, um, 
you know, uh, in, in a more in, in a way that's more universal, in a way that's uh, that's that, that's very much connected to Gaulus Mitzrayim, which is <coughs> that there. That's what we're going to see in a moment. There is such a thing that Dibor falls into Gaulus. Again, just like we saw that the nature, the Indian of Gaulus was that the moon, which is in the Keva, is Luchiyamate Satsik, becomes diminished, and our invite is to rebuild the stature of the Nekeva to become one with the Zohar. So tra- retranslating these words of Zohar Nekeva into Koil and Dibor, voice and, and, and words, so there's such a phenomenon where Dibor falls into Gaulus, where a person has a voice, but it's not being articulated properly with one's words. And the words that a person says are disconnected from the Koil, from the sound of who you are, which we'll see in a second what this means, Deber falls into Golas, and that's also what was going on with Golas Mitzrayim, right? We know that one of the major themes of Golas Mitzrayim is Deber. The, the Golas is that they cannot, they're, they're screaming, they're calling, they're making noises, but they're not talking. That's one of the big minis by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he can't articulate himself. The Geul of Mitzrayim is what? Is Mitzvah Saper Vitzis Mitzrayim, Bechalamar Belasaper Vitzis Mitzrayim, Reason Meshubach, to talk a lot by Vitzis Mitzrayim. And then finally, with, with, with Parshish Bishalach, not only is it talking, but it's singing. The sound, the voice, and Dibor are Mamash becoming one with the, with the Nigan of Parshish Bishalach. Uh, a lot of uh, Inyanim with Dibor. So that's, that's what the Zar, we saw this before last week with the Zar Kaddish. The Zar says Mufurish that what was going on by Mitzrayim was a Golas HaDibor. Dibor wasn't Golas. And so this is, so therefore, again, so the Indian of Shoivim, which is the Indian of the Mesach and Zohar Nekeva, is one of the aspects, one of the angles to go about uh, translating that in Avodah Hashem, that's what we're doing for, the, for, for these few weeks, is the Indian of Dibor, of, of Koil and Dibor, of unifying Koil and Dibor. First identifying what does it mean when Dibor's in Gullus. That's going to be the first thing to do. What does it mean when Dibor's in Gullus? And slowly but surely, once you identify what it looks like when your coil is over here like the sun, but your Dibor is all the way on the floor like the moon, and that's Gullus Mitzrayim. So now we have to identify what that looks like. It means you can't talk. We have to see what that looks like. And then, once you identify the problem, you can begin to figure out the steps for the solution to bring, to bring Gula and to reunify them. Okay, fine. That's all uh, a hakdama uh, from last week. Now let's move on to this week. And what we're going to see now, last week was heavy Vilna Gain and heavy Zara Kaddish. Now it's going to be Sifr Chesidus. We're going to see from our tzaddik to first identify what it looks like when a person's Dibur is in Gaulus. That's gonna be, what, what does it look like when Kyle is, the Kyle is the Zohar, that's the sun, that's unchanging. But the Kyle is not expressing itself properly through the Dibur. The moon is not in play. The Nekev is not connected with the Zohar. So what does that look like? So take a look at Marmok number one. This is from Lukutim Amarim, Peace Yud Aleph. So he says like this. Well, well it's, it's a nice uh, big paragraph, but we'll go through it quickly because a lot of, the thing, a lot of the, these things... Uh, it's sort of connected with what we already spoke about last week and what I just introduced again. Yesh koil v'dibur. There's such a thing as a person's voice, your sound, and your ability to articulate. Hadibur, what do I mean when I say dibur? So dibur, says Ratzavik, means mehem etzai sapeh. means from the five different places of articulation. Right? You have the back of the throat, and you have your teeth, and the lips, and the tongue, mm-hmm. all the, 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 and the cheich and the gar, and the two different parts of the throat, all the different places in the person's mouth and throat that take the sound that's coming, that's coming from a deeper place and chops it up and manipulates it and turns, turns it into words. That's what I mean by dibur. So there's the sound, and then there's the articulation of the sound, the ability to turn that sound into 
communicative words. So that's, that's where Deber comes from. The coil and the sound comes from a Deber place than just the throat and just the mouth. Mireya comes from the lungs and the heart, the place of the chest. That's where, you know, those that, uh, you know, uh, those that are like real chazanim know that, you know, when you, when you're, when you make noise and you're, and you're making sound from your throat, that's going to kill your throat. You want to be able to make this sound. I don't know what this means, but this is what I've been told. When you make sound from your chest and from, and from uh, your, your lungs, that area, that has more of a kim. That's really where sound is supposed to be coming from. So coil is connected. So now we're getting closer to identify. So coil is going to be connected to the part of the body that's the torso, that's the chest, by the heart and by the lungs, and Dibur is going to be more by the mouth. Uh, and he says, so he says as follows. So I'll tell you outside, then we'll see inside together what, he, what this means. Koil, once you identify the place of Koil, which is the place of the lungs and the heart, Koil is therefore going to represent what you mean. You. When a person, when you want to point to yourself, you don't point to your mouth, right? You don't point to your throat. You usually point to your chest. So the lungs and the heart, the Koil, represents your truth. That's a funny language of uh, Tavshin Pei Gimel, but you understand. But I mean, who you are, that's him. Your atzimis, your essence. The dibur, which is the mouth and the ability to articulate, means to be able, that, that's, that's, that's what you communicate. So there's two, there's, there are two separate parts to who we are. In other words, there's who you are, and then there's your persona outside to other people. Yeah. Now, as we're going to see in a second, when there's a disconnect between who you are and, and your articulation and, and how you express yourself outwardly, then basically that's just living a lie. It's just walking around being one person and saying things that are not authentic, that are not coming from a deep place. So it's on, on the most basic level, it means saying good morning and you don't really mean it. You simply don't mean it. What do I mean not to mean it? Not that you wish the guy not a good morning, but you don't mean it. It's not dvarm hayoitzim in halev and ichnasim el halev. So when you have koil and dibur in sync, it means that every word that you say that's articulated through your mouth, which is your sort of expression outward and how you interact with the world, is coming from your kishkes. It's coming from your essence. Coming from your, you say what you mean. You say what you mean. Obviously, the, the, the deepest expression or the most extreme expression of golas hadibur, when there's a disconnect, is saying things that are not true, right? Like a person asks you what you had for breakfast and you had Cheerios, and for every reason you just uh, you want to lie, you say you had... Uh, Frosted Flakes. Like, why do you lie? I don't know, you don't really gain anything from that. But it's such a thing that a person has like a tendency to lie. That's Golas Hadibur. That's to its extreme, right? Because what, what is that? That means that the, that the, the coil, the, the, the heart, the essence of who the Atzmi, the Emes, of who I am, is completely disconnected from the Maitzai Sapeh, from what is being articulated. So it doesn't mean, Golas Hadibur doesn't mean that you can't talk. And Golas Hadibur doesn't mean that what you say is not able to be heard as if it's not coming from a voice. But it means what a voice means in terms of having a heart and, and kishkas and, and, and emes, that's not being articulated. So let's see, we'll see together. And so it says Ratzatik again, the end of the first line, this relationship between koil and dibur is, corresponds to also the relationship between zachar and akeva. So he says like this, rak, zachar and akeva, that union between zachar and akeva is a, a union that bears physical fruits, Right? It's yichlit It's a lower unity. In other words, it's a unity that's that's very physical. Azachar nekeva. 
Hainu, and what does it mean? What what is the result, Bez Hashem, when there's a unity between Zachar and Keva? Hainu It means that there is a potential, there's a truth, Kiviachal, there's a you know, locked up in the Zachar, and through the union of Zachar and Keva, there's something there is something that's brought out Lamaisa, that's a child, that's a Mazeltov. Shuyicha Zachar Nekeva, The Zachar means the potential, the Nekeva means actualizing that potential. When there's a healthy union between Zachar Nekeva, it means that that which was a potential in the Zachar is now through the, through the union between Nekeva is now brought out Lamaisa. And so what was only a, a, a tipa, what was a, a piece of genetic material which was a nice idea, but uh, but not really uh, anything you could uh, bring to cheder. You know what I'm saying? So now, you, now with a yichud zochar nekeva, now that piece of genetic material, which is just potential, is now fully developed and able to be brought out into the world. And what was what was locked up, what was locked up in potential in the zochar, is now actualized. And it's benokhara davua. The child is an extension of the father. It's not some. It's not a goylem. Right? It was a goylem. A goylem is, uh, is, is something uh, that's created not from the truth of the parents, right? But when it's coming from the truth of the parents, and then there's a... That, that's, that's, that's a human being. <clears throat> he goes on to say that Tipezer, the union of Zach and Akeva, it has uh, strength to it. It has chiyas. So just another so says it's just like we have Zakhnakeva physically, physically, when those two forces of Zakhnakeva are in union, Bez Hashem, it results in, in in a creation. It results in something that's created. So Kach Brisalashan, so too when it comes to this union of of what? Of Khil and Dibur with with which is also the Zakhnakeva of a person. Uh, in terms of their ability to speech, to, to speak, it's also a higher unity. Which means your heart and mind being connected with the words that you say. So just like when you have a healthy Zohar and Akeva relationship, there is a chiyas, there is a life force that emerges out of that union. So so to Sezer Tzaddik, when you have a healthy Zohar and Akeva relationship with your words, there is a life force that emerges out of that union. When you say words that you mean, they automatically have a life force to them and they can have a life of their own. And they can literally travel to another person's heart and affect them. So in other words, when words are spoken and there's a disconnect between Zohar and Akeva, then, then that's, that's called Pagama Bris and there's no life that's produced from that. But when you have Koyal and Dibur working in sync, which means that you say words, and it doesn't matter what you say, but whatever you say, it's with, with all your heart, B'chol then automatically that means there's a union of Zohar and within you, and whenever there's a union of Zohar and it bears fruits, and, it, and it's poils something, and there's chiyas, and, 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 and now there's something that, that actually exists because of it. So he says like this. Uh, but we're, the next few lines we're going to run through quickly, those that understand good. Now just like when it comes to Zohar and there's such a thing as Shemesh Bever HaMais, there's such a thing as a relationship of Zohar and without chiyas, or sometimes there is chiyas between the relationship, but it's not with a strong chiyas. So there's all different levels. When you have Zohar Nekeva, the relationship is supposed to be with, uh, with, with, with chiyas, with life force. And there's different madrigas of that life force. But ultimately, the paris that are produced, the, 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 the actual you know, mazel tov that emerges out of that union, is when the union is with chiyas and kayach. So he says the same thing like this, Kach and so too in the relationship of Zohar Nekeva within us in terms of Dibor, Yesh Dibor Meis. 
There's also such a thing where it's, it's not a relationship between the coil and the deeper. It's not one of chiyas, pirish. Shame b'chiyas b'leiv. It means that the words that you're saying are not, there, there's no passion behind them. There's no fire behind them. You don't mean what you say. You're not invested in what you say. An example of this from the Rishonim is tefillah b'leik havana. It's kaguf b'leik neshama, right? So we're going to see soon that the one avoid that we have in the day that's very much connected with dibur is davening, right? Even by Shemoneser, which is the apex of davening, right? It's dibur without sound, right? So like davening is very much connected with dibur. And so there's such a thing as dibur without koil, right? There's such a thing as a nekeva disconnected from the zacher. There's such a thing as the nekeva, not, the relationship not being with chiyas. So there's such a thing as davening also, davening without chiyas, right? We, we've read about that in books, right? Such a thing as davening without chiyas. There's such a thing. So he says, gam yeish and sometimes there's madrigas. Sometimes there is chiyas. Between the Zachar and the Kev, or between your Koil and your Dibor, Ragta in your But it doesn't have the intensity that Chazal described as if like a bow was being pulled back to shoot the arrow. The Chazal says such a lushan that a unim is Zachar and to produce Paris, it has to be with that level of intensity. So there is such a thing that a person means what they say, but it's not your It's not your Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the way the, the, uh, words can lack uh, that Kayach is if it's, not, if it's too spread out, right? We're going to see this soon, that when a person speaks too much, so there's only so much energy that you have, when you spread it out thinly amongst all your words, then every word is not that arrow. There is such an Indian that even, so in other words, there's such a thing that a person does not have chiyas behind their words. That's, that's an aver mace. There's no chiyas to the words. But then there is such a thing that you do have chiyas, but there's too many words that you're using, so there's only so much, you know, it's, it's spread too thin. So in every word that you say you mean, but there's only so much energy that you have. So it's like, it's a, it's a whole, you know, we, we, we've experienced this, that sometimes, sometimes when, 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 you, when you choose your words properly, and like, this is what I'm going to say, but you, you, you could put your kaychas into that small amount of words, and it could be much more intense. That's yorikichetz. That it has the intensity of an arrow. And just like an arrow is able to penetrate, so your words, when they're yorikichetz, are able to penetrate. Penetrate what? Penetrate this, the, the listener's heart. To penetrate the listener's heart. And he could affect a person like that. So he says, Pirish, so he says two lines before the end of the first paragraph, Pirish, that the words are not, they're not, they're not, they're not being aimed intensely at that one mark. It's like, you know, you just want, you're just spreading your words thin. So it's, it's not like, a, when you have an arrow, not only does it need the, the intense energy when you pull back, but you have to aim it properly at that, at that particular target. But you're just like spreading thin all your words like a like a machine gun, you know. So I mean, a machine gun has kaiches, but but a human being does not a machine gun. So when you spread your you know, the words like that and just like you know, just uh, you know, spread it around, uh, each one is going to be first of all each it's it's, it's unlikely that every word is going to hit the target because you're just you know going like that, and each word is going to be limited with the kaiches that it has because there's only so much energy that you have in your call. So that's what he says of the end. But if theoretically Dibur and Kol would be unified and you would say what you mean with all of your heart, then he says, then Kol Dibur Shugili Hachiyas HaKavua, then every word that you would say which would be a reflection and a revelation of who you are, of your Chiyas, Yesh B'Kaych HaPul it would bear fruit, it would have pears. What does that mean? This is the meaning of Chazal, the Ramah Yoytzim in Alev, the Chanasim in why? So Chazal say that's the cloud. So why are they not? So if a person speaks and it's not uh, bearing fruit in the listener, so it's one of two things. 
either it's not Yaitzim and Halev, or for whatever reason, that person doesn't have a heart. But if that person has a heart, and you have a heart, and you're Yaitzim, and from Yaitzim and Halev, it will be Nechlasim and Halev. That's the cloud. Says Rav Tzaddik, and there was one person in our people's history that was the embodiment of and that's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why it's not a coincidence that he takes this out of Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu had this quality. Every word out of Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth was coming from the deepest part of his neshama. His entire chiyas was wrapped up in every word that he said. And because of this, Moshe Rabbeinu reaches a level of prophecy where Moshe says, Das is das. He's able to point with you're able to point to the finger and to point to the words that are coming out of Moshe's, Moshe's mouth. How is that? Because just like you could point to Moshe, you could point to his words. His words were mamish real, and that's what makes Moshe Rabbeinu the redeemer of Mitzrayim. Because again, like that's what we were talking about. Gals Mitzrayim means debers and gals. What does it mean debers and gals? It means that people are talking but no one's listening. And they're not having an effect. No one means what they say. Moshe Rabbeinu said, for example, as we know, with the whole story with, um, with Dustin and Aviram, Rasha, Lamasaka, Reacha. So Rashi brings down from Chazal that Moshe says, right? That now I know why there's Gals Mitzrayim, because they're speaking Lashonav. What does Lashonav do with anything? Gals Mitzrayim was because of, Avram Avinu already was promised Gals. Like, the answer is Lashonav means Gals Hadib, or it means that, that the, to the extreme. Not only are the words not being said with Chiyas, but you're hiding your chiyas. You're saying things that are the opposite of your chiyas. Right? You're lying. That's Lashonar. That, 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 that Lashonar means that words, it, it, it's, 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 it's either lying, or even if it's, uh, even if it's uh, Lashonar, which is truth. But it's words that are trying to destroy, words that are trying to disrupt life, trying to disconnect one lave from another lave. I mean, in other words, the, 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 the deeper prop, proper deeper is an expression of your heart, which automatically connects you to another person's heart. Any words that are there to disconnect hearts automatically means that that's golas adibur to an extreme. So words are there in order to be mechab, in order to be makasher. Words that disconnect, that destroy, are the opposite of this. So the holy of Golos Mitzrayim, which is Golos Hadibur, is Dalatum, is to, to have Bali Lashonar. Either Lashonar that's, that's, that's untrue, or even if it's true, but it's in order for the purposes of, of putting wedges between people, which is the opposite of what Dibur is. But Maishar Rabbeinu is the opposite of this. Maishar Rabbeinu, all he has to say is, Kel na rafa and the Tsaras is finished. Such a thing. Tsaras is in a big avaita to take care of Tsaras. Maishar Rabbeinu says a few words, and it's taken care of, because that's Maishar Rabbeinu's kayach. Everything he says is with his entire essence. And he says, To such a degree, and you know, and, and let's go more than that. And what is the very, very deepest part of a Jew? Is the Rabbanu Shalom himself. Is the Chelek Al-Kamim al So if you get to the deepest part of who you are, and everything you say is an expression of the deepest part of who you are, then guess what? Then everything you say is a Dvar Hashem. And that's what it means. When Shechina Medaveres Metach Grein, that was Moshe Rabbeinu. There was no disconnect between Moshe and the Shechina that was speaking through him. He didn't have to become unconscious didn't have to, you know, he was able to be fully aware and fully conscious and say what he meant, but that was the Dvar Hashem Mamish, because everything he said was coming from the deepest part of who he, who he was, and the deepest part of every Yid, and especially Moshe Rabbeinu, is the Shechina Kedoshah. So, that's the Dvar Hashem, that's the Hadavar. So he says, Shechina Medaveres Medach Kedoshah, Shemedaber Mi Etzim Chayusa, he's speaking from the essence of who he is. Tainu Oisis Nishmas, the letters of his own Neshama, Kaviyat Devurim Shadibar, and based on the words that he said, it wasn't that. That the, 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 what did the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu 
you know, he's coming. He's 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 okay. He's he's referencing a deep idea that that uh, that the neshama of a, of a yid is basically okay. I'll put this in parentheses. But the the, the root of a neshama is basically just the aleph base. Just like the Chazal say that the, the Chazal say that the Rabbanu Shalom created the universe with the aleph base, right? And Chazal say the Rabbanu Shalom created the world. He was nimlach benishmaseim shal Yisrael. He first asked permission or got the advice of nishmas Yisrael to then create the world. Those two statements complement each other. The root of creation is with the Aleph base, and the root of creation is Nishmas Yisrael. Nishmas Yisrael is the Aleph base. But what your particular, what siruf, what combination, what words is, are the Aleph base of your Neshama looking like at any particular moment might be different. Mm. By Moshe Rabbeinu, you were able to know exactly what, the letter, what, the, what, the, what are the sentences of Moshe's Neshama at that moment, because that's exactly what he would say. Anything that he would say, that was the tzir of his neshama at that moment. It's not like that with us. Our neshamas can be saying all sorts of things, all sorts of combinations of words, and we're saying, uh, we're talking about Cheerios. They're completely disconnected. But Moshe Rabbeinu, what his neshama was saying, and again, let's understand on a deeper level, it's not just the neshama's talking, the neshama is dibur. The neshama are the letters of the Aleph Beis in, com- in certain combinations, to exp- to, and that's who you are. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu would say. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu would say. He would say himself. He would say himself. That's all he would say. And and when he and then that, that was the Dvar Hashem. He says like this. Um, the second second line. Based on the words that he said, that was the, the letters of his neshama at that moment. All of the chiyas of his life was was contained in the words that he said. So the words of his soul became the words that he articulated. There was no disconnect between his zacher, his nekeva, between his uh, kol and his dibur. And maybe in a deeper level, that's why he didn't actually need a nekeva, right? We know that, that uh, by, after Harsinai, so he remains separate from his wife. So, and that's what Miriam's Lashon Hara was, right? You know, we're also Nevi'im, and we don't separate from our spouses. Why is he separate from his spouses? The answer is, Moshe Rabbeinu was, a zacher, was such a perfect union of zacher and within himself. He didn't need an outward expression of Zohar Nekeva. He was Kula Zohar Nekeva in perfect harmony. And that's why Davka, that, the revelation of Moshe Rabbeinu's Shidduch within himself of Zohar Nekeva, Pe'el Pe'a Dabarbai, but Ma'arvaloi Bechidas, that Moshe Rabbeinu, his whole essence is expressed in his Dvara, in his Nevuah, that came as a result of Miriam saying Lashonara about Moshe Rabbeinu's lack of a Shidduch. It's all the same sugi, in other words, not appreciating the, the inner Yichud of Zohar Nekeva by Moshe Rabbeinu. Is express, that itself is Lashon Hara, and that itself is the breakdown of, uh, of, of, of husband and wife, and that's all necessary to get over in order to really ch- appreciate what Moshe Rabbeinu is. It's all the same. It's all the what same was, sugya. What was uh, huh? And a chanami. I mean, the truth is, uh, because of that sentence of Miriam, we were able to now have this chus of, of having a little bit of a glimpse, having those psuk. If it wasn't for Lashon of Miriam, we wouldn't have the Pesukim of Chol Beisinemenu, Peh, Peh, Dabar, To a certain degree, you could look back and say, like, okay, it was, uh, you know, it was... Uh, yeah, but there wasn't, there wasn't, uh, that was Lashon Hara, that was, there was, right, so, so he says like this, um, two, four, four lines in, and this is what Torah, Torah Shebechsav, Shenikra Al-Shemoy, that's called Torah Shemoy, why is it called Taras Moshe? Kinase Tarase Mamash. It was Mamash's Torah. Tzirif Oisish and Makarach Yisnesh The letters of his Neshama, what his Neshama was saying, that's what the Torah that was coming out of him was Mamash Hem. 
Again, his words were mamish, the gili of who he was. And that's why Moshe's nevu was with Zeh. Zeh means something you could point to. When you saw Moshe speak, his words were real. They, were, they, had, a, they had a life force then. It was mamish the Dvar Hashem. Hashem is Baruch Medaber, Dvar Meilu, that the Rabbani Shalom was saying these things. Hashem is Baruch means that the life that he was given by the Rabbani Shalom, the Chelek Lekami Mal Mamish of Moshe Rabbeinu, those were the words that were coming out of his mouth when he spoke. That was Moshe Rabbeinu. And so this is all what Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, is worried about in Galus Mitzrayim, I can't, I can't get those words out. So that's, that's what Galus Mitzrayim was about. The, the Makis and Son was in order to, to realign the Zarchan Akeva, as we'll see. Now, just to, to explain again, so what we saw from Ram Tzaddik, again, just to go back, what we saw from Ram Tzaddik is now a, a clear identification of what it looks like when Deber is in Galus. Debers and Gulfs means that your words are not said with chiyas. You don't mean what you say. As I mentioned, I, I, said I was in, I was in uh, Williamsburg for Shal so I was talking about Shaivim a little bit over there. And I, you know, and I said, like, there's a lot of avidus with Shaivim, but, but w- w- one thing that a person can work on that's not, uh, that doesn't, you know, just, you know, doesn't conjure up any, uh, any uh, negative side effects and, you know, and you know, people that have been heard about you know shayvim and taking up risks their whole life sometimes are weighed down by that. They said they didn't have shayvim. Just say what you mean. Say what you mean. The words that you say, just say it with your whole heart. You know, you, say it with chis. That's cool. That's taking up risks. That's taking up risks. That's what we're talking about. There's the zochin akeva bepoil, and there's the zochin akeva that's more ruchni within the person. If you're masakin the ruchni zochin akeva, it'll just uh, it'll take time for it to manifest outwardly, but it's going to happen also. That's what Shmir Sabris means. So Pagam Habris, in this, in this case, means that the words are not said with Chiyas. Who you are is over here, and what you say is something else. Uh, in Marmokka number two, so just to, to bring this back together, uh, like, like we mentioned before, in, in Mitzrayim, there's the name of Gol, uh, the, 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 like Moshe Vayin identifies that Lashon Hara is the, the farthest extreme of this. But Lashon Hara, again, words that are said to, to take away life, that's what Lashonar is, right? To disconnect people from each other, to, 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 to drive wedges between people, to disconnect. Mm-hmm. But that starts, ironic, it, interestingly enough, it doesn't start off as Lashonar. It starts off with what? With words that are said with archias. When a person becomes accustomed to saying words that you don't mean, and I don't mean that, that you're lying, but you, you don't mean, you know, your kaychas are not in it, then it's just a matter of time until it deteriorates where the words are the opposite of life, but actually bring death. What I mean, the Rambam, and the, this is the last Rambam in Hilchas Tzaras, right? So the Rambam goes to Hilchas Tzaras, and at the end, he begins to talk about the Inyan of Tzaras in terms of Lashon Hara. And listen to what the Rambam says. It's an amazing Zach. The Zed and he's talking about where a person, where Lashon Hara comes from. Like, what are the steps that a person should not take, you know, uh, to get to Lashon Hara? So he says like this, This is This is the story. This is the process, says the Rambam. This is the Mahalach of how Leitzim, Rishayim, sit. What happens is, First, they talk about Shtus. Shtus. Nothing bad, and nothing destructive, but just words that are not chiyistic. Just tam, divri havoi. Divri Shtus, words that are, that are not coming from a coil. Umitoich kach, says the Rambam, and automatically from there, Interesting. Then the conversation will, will, will go to saying something against Sadiqim. And from there, 
And then the conversation will then go, it doesn't have to be one conversation, you understand, but it'll, it'll then go to speaking something against Nevi'im, against, against, uh, against Tanakh, against Nevi'im. To begin to question the words of the Nevi'im. And then eventually it'll go, the words will be said against the Rabbanishal himself, a Kaifim Baker. That's a, that's a, that's a Mahalach, right? And where it'll come from? From saying words without Chiyas. See such a thing. Understand this. This is everything we're talking about. The Tachlet, in order to experience an Aleph, which is Anoichi, to know God, then your Zachar Nekeva has to be in sync. If your Zohar Nekeva is disconnected and your Nekeva is all the way on the bottom, it's only a matter of time until you're Kaifer in the Aleph of Anoichi. You understand? <coughs> because you don't have the Kalim to experience the Aleph of Anoichi. Because then you're, you're in Bayes mode. If you're in Bayes mode, then you don't have the Kalim to experience the Aleph of Anoichi. So it's just, a, it's just a matter of time until your disconnection between Zohar Nekeva is that you begin to question the, 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 the concept of Zohar Nekeva being connected by Nevi'im which is what Nevuah was, Ad Kedekach by Moshe Rabbeinu, and Ad Kedekach, where you don't have the Kalim to really believe in God anymore. So it's this amazing thing. So what person wants to develop their Amunah. So what, what, how do you develop your Amunah? So there's all different strategies. To, uh, go find books that, are, that uh, talk about the age of the universe and how to deal with dinosaurs and all that stuff. It's all very, very nice. It's Kedai, maybe you want to read it, because don't hate. But, an Indian, but, uh, but the Ramam is telling us, you want to work in your Amunah, everything you say should be Dvarma Yitzim in a so it's an amazing thing. So when, when, I, when I say good morning to someone, and I mean it, that's my avoid in Amuna. Yeah. Because by saying, by being meyached, you're zacher in a keva, that means that you're making yourself a little bit more one. And the more one you can be, the more you can receive the oneness of God. But if you are stuck in two, and the two is disconnected, then you don't have the kalim to experience the olive. Yeah. So people are running around for Amuna, b'mechazik, their Amuna, b'tachin, and so on. Maybe it comes because they're talking too much. And the words that they're saying, they don't mean. That's the Ramam is saying. It's before Shiram. That's the story of. Uh, that's what's going on. That's a Parshas Bay, right? Parshas Bay is Gulas Mitzrayim. Bay's Aleph, right? You're moving from the base to the Aleph. That's Gula. That's Gulas Mitzrayim. Okay, this is all the problem. So this is all the problem with Gulas and Debor and Debor's and Gulas. Okay, now let's begin for just a few minutes to describe the solution. How do you begin to rebuild one's Malchus? Okay, so if you remember last week, we explained. That when the, in the process of building the malchus, it doesn't go from mamish on the floor to all of a sudden mishdamish and bekeserachet. It's a mahalach. It doesn't go immediately like that. There's a process. And so the first step that we that we described last week from that kisviyat from that rizal was that malchus begins to be pulled back up, and malchus and the moon, so to speak, is now in the same the same uh, atmosphere, so to speak, as the sun. But they're not mishtamsh and bekeserach. But you got to begin the process. So let's begin the process. So take a look at Marmokh number three. This is also from our Tzaddik and Lekutim Amarim. Peace Yod Aleph. The Indian Bayes, and now he gives us a school, I guess you can say, like a, an exercise to work on to be able to get comfortable with, with, with this Indian of speaking with Chiyas. Obviously, one way to do it is just uh, to do it. You know, <laughs> Say what you mean. You know what I mean? Uh, be careful with what you say. Choose your words properly. Articulate yourself properly. And whenever you choose to articulate yourself, say it with chay, say it with chiyas, say what you mean. But uh, we like skula, so we'll come up with a with a skula. So it says like this: Ve'inyan beis elu. These two inyan that we're talking about, the koil v'dibor of koil and dibor, is who tyro tefila. It's also tyro and tefila. Why? So he says like this: Tyra who We find this many places in Chazal. The tyra learning 
is recommended to be with kol, with sound. The Gemara says in Erevin, It's interesting, Bruria, the wife, the Nekeva, the Nekeva of her mayor, the wife of her mayor, would, would yell and she would be very upset when she saw a Talmud Chacham that was learning quietly. It's interesting. So she, would, she, was, she was bata, she would uh, be very upset. She wanted, she wanted people to learn with sound. We find this by Harsinai. Nemer Koilis, right? Harsinai, the Torah was given with sound, Koilis. So Torah is Koil, whereas Tefillah is Balachash, right? Like I mentioned with Shmonesrei. Shmonesrei is not with sound. But you have, but but the word, the lips have to be moving. There has to be Mitzayi Sa'peh, but not in Labdaf Kedibur. So Torah represents Koil, and Tefillah represents, uh, and, and Dibur represents Tefillah. Dibur calls called the Chari says Koil is masculine. That's why men are obligated to learn. But Dibur Nukva, but but women are uh, are mechayvin Tefillah too. Adaraba, they're more mekushet to davening. The Hilchas Tefillah we learn from Chana and so on. The the the, the mother of Shmuel. And by the way, that's also an, an interesting thing. The Gemara says and we know that Shmuel Shmuel was brought Nevuah back to the world. Nevuah was dwindling out. It was becoming more and more rare. But Shmuel and Avi brought a renaissance of Nevuah. Nevuah means again. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu level of Zehadover, but Al Kalpanim Koy Amar Hashem. Every Navi is on some level coming from that world of Moshe Rabbeinu, where Koyal and Dibor are, are one, and they're a, they're able to be a vehicle to allow the Alpha of Hashem into the world. That's what Nivua is. So it, it's not a coincidence that the reemergence of Nivua with Shmuel and Navi in the world and the in the uh, the Renaissance of Nivua comes because of his mother davening, you know, in such a way where to that 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 is an expression of what was wrong without Shmuel and Avi, right? Like without Nevuah it means that there's Deba without without Koil. They're not they're not speaking to each other. Right? So Eli he was the the old uh, Kayan, the Kayan Gadol and, and the, the Shaifet uh, that was before Shmuel. So he he sees this as as uh, you know he he's b'ksherim, which is the bechin of lashon hara. It's bechin of begama begama and this is all the chayshech that precedes the light of Shmuel and Avi, which is the reemergence of Nevu in a very strong sense, reconnecting to Meishav Beinu, Meishav Aaron B'kayinav Ushmul B'kari Shemay. So that's uh, that's why Kairach, who says who says lashon against Aaron and Meishav, so he did that because he felt Shmuel in his descendants, right? Because again, it's darkness always comes before the light. So Shmuel and Avi returning in the world means. The reemergence of that Yichar of Zachar Nekeva after a long time where there was a disconnect between Zachar and Nekeva. So that's where Shmuel Navi comes from. But anyway, so Kol and Dibur's Torah and Tefillah. And this is in fact why we find in Chazal, There was a focus by the Amaroyim, Vayin Rava, that they should learn where they daven and they should daven where they learn. So this is what happens. So Torah represents truth. Torah is emes. Torah is emes. Torah is emes. That's the koil. That's the sound of who you are. Tefillah means the things that you need. The things that you need to navigate in the world. That's your outward expression. That's the outward identity of who you are, how you navigate the world. It's chai oilam versus chai isha. But in order to begin to rebuild the world of Dibur, to bring Golis, to bring Gula to yourself, to be miyachi the two, to have shnei molochim eshtamshem b'kesarechad, so a big Indian is to be miyachi tyrant fila. To miyachi tyrant fila. What does it mean to bring tyrant fila together? So on a simple level, like the Gemara says, to learn and daven in the same place. Learn and daven in the same place. Also what it means is to learn before davening, or to learn after davening. Literally, that there should be a connection with tyrant fila. 
Or there's another Indian that Rabbi Nachman talked about a lot, which is to turn your tyrus into tefillahs, that you learn something, and then you daven about what you just learned. Which is not so crazy. To daven, that you should be zeichet to, not only, not, there's a halach already in Shulchan Aruch, that you should daven before you learn, that you should be matzlich in your learning, and you should thank Hashem after you learn. That's halach in Shulchan Aruch. But more than that, even the specific sugi that you're learning about, Turn that into a tefillah, that you ask the Rabbanu Shalom, that not only should be matzliach in this particular sugya, but that this sugya, I should be able to translate that into my Avadis Hashem. I should live with it, I should be changed by it. To turn the Torah into tefillah. And by turning your Torah into tefillah, by connecting the Torah, which is the emes, which is chay oilam, the internal authentic truth, with tefillah, which is deeper, which is how you navigate the world, chay things of this world, your outward expression and your... Your, uh, your, your way of navigating through life, Koil and Deber become unified, that is Geula, that is Shemir Sabris, that's Tikna Bris, and Shnei Malach Mesham Shem Kesarecha, then we can have the Anoich Hashem Alakecha, of Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad. So that's a big Avayda of connecting Tyra and Tefillah. Kaadei Kol Tyra, Seichelet Tefillah. Vaadei Tefillah, Maile Kol Tyra. And they build off each other. <clears throat> the Zacher is Meshvit the Nekeva, the Nekeva is Mar the Zacher. Utfila Nikras of Vaidish Shabalev, and that's, that's it's not easy. Davening is something that needs a lot of, a lot of work. Shitzarach Yigia, Lechavin Libai. And as we all know, the Iker Indian of Davening, the Nisayan of Davening is not to say the words. That's what's, that's what's interesting, is that although Davening is associated with Dibur, the Dibur aspect of Davening, the Yetzar has no problem with, or very often not a problem. The Yetzar doesn't stop you from Davening through Davening. Right? What the Yetzirah stops you from is having kavana by davening, is reconnecting your kol with the Dibur. That's that, because that's the essence of what davening is, is that yichah zachar nekeva. That's, that's really the ultimate thing. So the Yetzirah always gets away with, with saying, like, I'm not stopping them from davening. You know, because what is davening? Davening is Dibur. I'm not stopping them from doing that. Yeah, but what the Yetzirah gets in the way is, is stopping the yichah. That, that's, that, and that's the essence of what, and, and, and only when that yichah takes place is davening poil. Right? Chazal says such a thing by, uh, I think, who is it? Uh, Rabchia, I think it was, that, uh, or other, other time also, Gmartinus says, Rebbe also, I think, that, that he would say, Masha Veruach, and the wind would blow. Like immediately, right? Like he was such a big. Because everything, when a person says words, and it's Verma Yoitzim and Achleiv, and it's Poil, it has Paris. It automatically has Paris. So the Davening is automatically going to be Poil if it's Verma Yoitzim and Okay, so that's one skula. That's one skula, which is to bring Koil back into Dibur. In other words, that's the idea of you. are trying to bring Koil back into Dibur, which is to say what you mean, to bring your intention back in, and to connect Taira to Tefillah, because Tefillah is Koil, and to reconnect it. Okay, now a few more minutes, we'll see another skula, which is coming from sort of the opposite side. In other words, until now, with Ratzadik's Indian of Taira and Tefillah, Taira is, the, I'm sorry, Tefillah Dibur is like the damsel in distress, that the, the, the prince has to come, Torah has to come to rescue it, you know? Has to come, the coil has to come to, to bring it up, right? To, to rescue the Deber. Rab Nachman over here in the Kut Maran in, in Marmokka number three, is, uh, in Marmokka number four, is going to introduce us to a new idea that, you, that even Deber by itself also has a Kayach to rescue itself to a certain degree. So until, in other words, in the, in the basic model of, of the moon being diminished, so, ein chavosh matrasas and basis surim. You know, an imprisoned person can't help themselves. They have to be taken out of prison. So, the coil, the tire, has to come to pick up tefillah. Rabbi Nachman is going to reveal to us that that's true, but there is a kayach within Dibor itself to rescue itself to a certain degree. Take a look at Marmokin number four, Zakut Maran, Chelek Alav Tzadi Ches. 
Oyed Omar, so Rinachman also said, When it comes to the avoid of his baidus, which is talking to Hashem in your own language, or to say, that Rabbi Nachman was trying to be mechazikit, and he used to say the following thing, He said, You should know, don't underestimate the diburim, the words that you say. They have a kayach. They have a kayach to, they have a kayach to awake the kavana within a person. In other words, until now, it's been the other way. There's such a thing as kail. There's such a thing as kail, which is kavana, that's taira. And uh, that has to sort of be brought in order for diburim to become uplifted. Rabbi Nachman says, no, but there is such a thing the opposite. There is such a thing that the nekev is mar the zacher. There is such a thing as that dibur itself has a kayach to be rescued by itself. These are the words. Even though sometimes a person finds themselves and thinks that they don't have a heart, in other words, they're just saying words and just, but they can't get their yotzim. They can't. They can't find the Torah within themselves to connect to their tefillah. But if you keep on speaking, those words that you say, the ribuy dvarm that you say, will will themselves ignite the kayach uh, the kayach within them. Bebechinas, like the Pasuk says, nafshi yotza bedabroi, that my soul, which is my heart, was able to become discovered through my words. Nafshi yotza bedabroi, shadibar ba'atzmai, who is galas and nevesh that the words themselves are, through their through the many words that a person says in davening, has a way of, uh, of igniting of the magal of the lev. So even though I said before that when a person says so many words, sometimes it's like a machine gun, it spreads it too thin. But when Rabbi Nachman is revealing to us that when those words, but if the context of those words are in davening, and trinus abakashas, with obviously trying to allow those words to be more of the lev, then those, the re, then Adarabha, Reboi Devarim will help. Reboi Devarim, to keep on more telling, and more davening, more is by the dust. Ah, you don't feel the lave? Talk more, say it more, daven more, and the heart will become ignited. A few more minutes. Says sometimes when speaking a lot, even at that moment it's without a heart. The heart will automatically be discovered very soon. Why? The klal is don't underestimate. The, the hidden heart that's within words, even if you don't see the heart initially, there's a hidden heart to it. And there's a kayak behind it, even if you don't necessarily, even if you've never seen it, it's not open, but there's a kayak behind the scenes. Now what Rabbi Nachman, this is where we're just going to end with in, for a minute, Rabbi Nachman is drawing, I think, Rabbi Nachman is drawing from a very, very deep Indian in the Kisveri, where even though there is this model of the moon being diminished, right? And the Nekeva being separated from the Zachar. And it's everything we're talking about in the Golas Hadibur. And because of that, Ein Chavash Matar Sa'atzim Surim, an imprisoned person, the princess can't rescue herself. She needs someone from the outside, namely Tyra, and the person has to discover their Kavana and their Koyal and their essence and their truth in order to then infuse that in the words that they say. But there is an idea from the Kisviari that all that is true, but not 100%. There is a deeper truth that the moon was never diminished. There is a deeper side of reality that, Zohar, that the Nekeva is still with the Zohar. The, right, the, res, in other words, the, the, the principle is that every, anything that exists in, in Kedush and Ruchnias, any situation that once existed, even if it no longer exists, the residual effect of the original 
existence still is true. If at one moment in history, there was a moment where the sun and the moon were in the same page, and they were mishtamshim b'keserechet, it's just that then the moon started to kvetch, it means that that truth, that, that, the roishim, the residue of that moment lingers on. Which means that even though we see the moon as diminished, and we see Gol Sadibur, but it must be that behind the scenes on a very, very subtle level, there's always kavana within the Dibur. You understand? The sun and the moon are always in sync on some page. There's a, there's a roishim, there's a roishim from that original union that continues on. So even if a person might not see on the outside that the words are said with koil, that the person might not see on the outside that Zachar and Akev in their lives are in union, but in Pneumius there has to be a roishim uh, there has to be a roishim of that original union. There has to be a roishim of, of kavana within every dibur. And Rabbi Nachman in this piece is not just telling us a Torah. He's, he's giving a... Everything Rabbi Nachman said is the same thing. It was, it was, it was Yerke It had an impact. It was being piled something. This Torah that Rabbi Nachman revealed is being piled in the world, giving us the ability to read this, to touch that roishim, to, to rediscover the, the, the imprint and the, res, the residual effect of that original union of Zohar Nekeva, which on some level is still true. And that's what Rabbi Nachman is talking about, that words themselves have a hidden kayach that you wouldn't otherwise suspect. What does that mean? It means that, every, that on some level, even if you don't experience the Yichad HaZach HaNekeva in your, in your words, on some level Yichad HaZach HaNekeva does exist. Why? Because at one point it did, when the sun and the moon, for that moment. And even if it changed since then, the roishim of that original moment continues on. Take a So that's the, uh, yeah. Both. Both. That's the point. The reason, let's put this, I put them together. The reason why is because there is a hidden Lishma within the Lishma. And now it's just a matter of time until that emerges. So it's not like two separate, you know, there's a push of Shabbat Lishma is, I'm in Lishma mode. And for whatever reason, I don't know. Somehow, how, how does it work? How do I get to Lishma? The answer is, the Lishma is behind the scenes of the Shloi Lishma, and it's just a matter of time until it surfaces. The Lishma means, it means that I'm doing this because of, from an authentic place. And that's true behind the scenes of every Shloi Lishma, which is a disconnect between Zachar and Akeva. But behind the scenes, there is a Yichud. This is rooted in the Kisveri. Take a look at Maramuk number five. This is from the Sefer Tamei Mitzvahs in Parshas Tzavah. He's talking about one of the mitzvahs of the Torah, which is Layizach Achayshin Me'al Ha'efay. The two, one of the two, the two of the eight begotten by the Kohen Gadol is you have the Chayshin, the breastplate on the chest, right? It's by the place of the heart, and then you have the Efay, the apron, which is on the lower half of the Kohen. Ragleha Yardes Maves. Feet are always associated with Dibur. It's always associated with how you relate to the outside world. It's your mode of transit, you know. It's how you, tra- how you travel outwardly. Your heart always means you. That's koil. And dibur always associated with the feet. It says in Pasuk, lo The eifid, there's a mitzvah in Torah, it cannot be disconnected from the chayshin. When, when the kain gadol got dressed with the chayshin, the chayshin and the eifid were connected to each other, and the whole thing came on at the same time. Kzeres ha-kasev. Zenyin. So it said that reason like this. al kain al kasev lo that's what the Pasuk says, the Chesh and Efer cannot be disconnected. They are always connected on a higher place. And even when the moon and Malchus and Dibur falls later on, 
Harishima Shalah, the Roisham of what it was like when she was connected with the sun, Nisha Lamala always remains. Kamasha Kasav, like the Pasik says, Al Kain Aphite, therefore the word Aphite, Ayla Peh is the same Gamachia as the word Peh, which means the mouth. That's Dibur, Hainu Nukva. So this is the site of that Pasak. means that even if it looks like there is a Khiyumati Satsmeh in Pnimius on some level of Shemaim is always connected with Lev. Shemaim is a Shemaim, that's where Chesed and Gvur unite, that's where the, by the torso. The words of Hashem, the Dibur, the Nekev, is always connected with Shemaim, which is the Zachar. That's the site of and that's what Rav Nachman is revealing to us, that Gal Sadibur is true, but there is a way to get out of Gal's, which is to speak a lot of, of Divri Tefillah. And the more you talk Divri Tefillah, Divri Tachnunim, Divri Bakashas, and Divri Hespaidadus, the more automatically you will rediscover the Shemayim that's within the words, the Zohar, that's still connected to the Nekeva, that's all the first process of, again, bringing Dibur back, uh, back out of Golis, reconnecting with the Zohar, which again means, so again, let's just be Masakim, just a couple schoolers that I guess uh, we discovered. Straightforward, it means... Whatever you say, mean it. Not to lie. And not to use, and not to say extra words. To say what you mean. And to say even things that are silly. But to say it, if, you have, if you're saying it, say it, believe showing. Okay? That's an that's a, that's a exercise. Another one is tyrant feel, to connect tyrant feel. Tyrant means the call, means the truth. And that's the, that's the, that's the uh, knight in shining armor that's coming to rescue the princess. And so bring Torah into your tefillahs. Bring tars into your tefillahs. Davin about what you learn. Learn and Davin in the same place. And then you have a, a school from Rabbi Nachman. It's coming from a deep place of that words themselves, they're not really at, they're not, they're not in Golas as much as we think. There's a side of them that's still, that, that is still in that was in Gula, that always remains in Gula. And so, to speak much words in davening, not in Devechol, not in but in words of davening and so on, that itself has the ability of, they, they awaken themselves. They, the, 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 the latent kayach that's within the Dibur, which is the, the heart, is already discovered from that. And, uh, okay, so Hashem, next week, we'll move on to the next Shlav, which is bringing the sun and the moon, Mamish Bekeserecha. Okay, Yashukayach. Yeah,